bless your name, God. We love you, 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 we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. Hallelujah. 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 You, wherever you are, should be able to feel and experience the anointing in this room now as we are worshiping and we are praising because we are interconnected and I'm not just talking about the internet. We are interconnected as brothers and sisters who love God and God's presence is in your home right now God's presence is in your car, wherever you may be. God's presence is with you right now. And I pray you feel and sense and know the very presence of God where you are. There's a powerful anointing resting now in your place. That's right, wherever you are, in your room, there's a powerful anointing there. There's a powerful anointing there. There's a powerful anointing. This is the time now when you kind of pray over your family. This is the kind of anointing now. My mama would walk around the house and just touch doorposts and pray over her children while they were sleeping. That's the kind of anointing you just, you kind of walk in it. You, you, you let God move through it. presence of the Lord is here and the here is not at this location but the here is in the earth realm and it's wherever you are now the presence of the Lord is here hallelujah God, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. We love you. We love you. Pray with me. God, we worship and we adore you. We worship you and we adore you. We ask that you speak to us and move afresh in this place and in every place where we're being heard. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take a few minutes and I just want to talk to you. I'm not going to do anything that you don't already know about. I just want to talk to you from the text that I've been using in Psalm 23. I've titled this, The Temptation of Fear. And this is the fourth iteration of this idea. Verse 4 brings me to a place where I really want to be today. As I said, I'm not going to be long, but I want to be clear. Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. <sighs> 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This, this psalm is powerful and it's so powerful that it's one of those flexible psalms. You can use it in any situation. It speaks volumes to life. It speaks volumes to issues. It speaks volumes to what people are dealing with and going through. And right now, people are trying to make sense of where is God now? Some people are afraid. Some people are at home. Some people are trying to figure out how they're going to pay for bills. They're trying to decide how I'm going to take care of my family, feed my family. What am I going to do to pay this month's mortgage or this month's rent? Uh, some people are still waiting to get that unemployment check going. They've been furloughed from their job. Watched a man on the news this morning who said, that he ran a business and he sold oysters and he has boats that go and get oysters. And one day all of his oyster uh, that he could get were taken. They were already ready to go. And then the next day he woke up and not one order. And even some people who had took oysters the day before asked if he'd come take them back because the restaurants were closed. This is a whole new environment. I, I said to Deacon Medina this morning, I said, if Stephen King were trying to write a, a horror novel, he would not have even come up with churches and restaurants being closed this long. This is something different. And the question we ask, of course, where's God? Because we're tempted to fear where, you know, it's, it feels apocalyptic in some ways. People walking up into the state house carrying a gun, demanding you open up the state. Carrying rifles? Open up the state? Thousands of people go to the beach, violate any kind of social distancing. I said to myself, those have to be the people that don't have any loved ones or friends that are sick. Because if you get one testimony, no. Where's God? And the temptation to fear is out of that abundance. You know, he says, yea, though I walk through, um, I, I thought about this and the first thing that, that jumped in my mind is that sheep don't fear because they trust the pace of promise. Sheep don't fear because they trust the pace of promise. Yeah, pace. Yea, though I walk. They trust the pace of promise. You see, the shepherd takes a pace for the slowish sheep to keep up. He's not in any hurry. He wants the slowest sheep to keep up. And what you need to know is that God may have a pace.
pace that is not yours, but it doesn't mean God's not working. I know we love to go to Isaiah and we want to get, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like an eagle. They'll run and not get weary. But don't forget, there are three levels of speed there. There's flight, there's running, and the last one is they'll walk and not faint. There's a pace associated with promise. He says, I promise that I'm going to bring you a place where you can drink and where you can eat, but I need to get you there. That's not always a fast journey. That's why, you know, uh, people talking about when you're going back, when you're back, when, 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 when we realize and we can, can collectively say it is well. I don't want to endanger you. You can hear my voice and my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about God taking care of you. God's got you. If I can't physically put my hand on you, can't wrap my big arms around you, it doesn't mean that God's hand is not on you and his arms are not wrapped around you. Um, you know, one of the illustrations Jesus uses in the New Testament about going and collecting uh, that which is lost, he used the illustration of the sheep. He says, what happens if a shepherd loses one of his sheep? He goes and he leaves the rest and goes to get the one that he lost. And when he comes back, watch this, the text says, carrying the sheep or lamb on his shoulder. He says, come rejoice with me. I hope I bless somebody here. God says, I'm going to carry you. I, I know, I know you, you feel lost right now. I know you feel lonely. I know you don't feel like yourself, but I'll carry you back. The, the pace of promise that God has promised some things. And you ought to know that God's timing is not always ours. God's timing, look, I'm the, I'm the kind of pastor that I would keep the church open in a snowstorm just in case one soul wanted to come out and pray. When I was younger, we'd be out here in a snowstorm. Be, we'd just one person want to come pray. But I realize that your being in the building does not mean you can't pray and that God won't be there the pace of promise with the second thing that, that jumped out at me when I read this text was the position of purpose he says yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death the position of purpose the position of purpose you see water is in the valley grazing in the valley just because there's danger it's dangerous and the conditions are dangerous does not mean you can avoid the valley. The valley is a position of purpose. There's a reason. You're not just going there because you want to get in a tight spot. You don't just go to the valley because you want to hang out down in the valley. No, you're there because there's something in the valley you need. 
I'm not saying anything other than this. I believe that there's still a lily in the valley <laughs> and a bright and morning star. I believe that in the midst of this foolishness, God's still going to make a way. God's still going to bless. God's still going to work it out. And let me tell you this. Do I think God said it? No way in the world. I don't, if someone can talk about divine judgment, I'm not worried about Come get out of here with that. What you need to realize is that there are things that happen in the earth realm. Pandemics, as we call them now, were once called plagues in scriptures. They happen. That this stuff happens. And God says, I preserve. I take care of my own. I bless. Is it a potential sign that we're getting near the end? Yeah, that's probably true. But this ain't the end. Because if it were, most of us wouldn't be here that are watching this. I got a thing called a rapture. What I need to know is this is still the prepping season to get ready for when he comes. Let me bless you one more time. I'm, I'm almost finished today. It's the pace of promise, the position of purpose, but then it's the power of presence. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Now, I didn't say it on the, the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to say it real quick. The valley of the shadow of death doesn't just mean when I'm at death's door. It means any dark situation. So it, it actually could be interpreted, yea, though I walk through the darkest situation or the darkest valley or the most difficult season. And so I want to say that to somebody because you're in a dark valley right now. You're, you're, you're praying. Minister Lamont, we were just sharing this morning. He's praying for his nephew, his brother, his sister-in-law. We got folk who have, have contracted. We've got saints here that have contracted the virus. We, we, we've got saints who have lost loved ones. Uh, uh, Minister DeBose and Sister Moody have just lost a loved one. We, we've, got, we've got saints that are in the hospital. Our own son, Reverend Jackie, is in the hospital now we, we 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 we've got we've got that that church to hold up Mount Bethel to keep them undergirded and Sister Nisi to pray for. We've got folk who are going through the darkness now. The darkness is around us, and the only way we don't get consumed by the darkness is because we walk with the light. Ah, glory to God. I lived in Alabama a long time. Um, and, and when I was in Alabama, there was darkness down there that, 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 that it gets so dark that you can't see your hand. I don't care what, what race you, you come from, your of origin, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Uh, it's that James Weldon darkness, that darker than a thousand midnights deep in a cypress swamp. It, it's that real darkness. But no matter how dark it got, 
if you got a light, the darkness was dispelled. Turn on a switch, the darkness is dispelled. Make a fire, the darkness gets dispelled. Turn on a flashlight, the darkness gets dispelled. Now, that's real good. But if you haven't been to Alabama, you have been down any kind of woods, any kind of place where there are a lot of trees and animals, you, you know that there are sounds that go with the darkness. And every sound means something. You, you can hear the sound of a snake crawling along the ground. You can hear the sound of, of, of a bear. You can hear the sound of a, of a wild animal moving through. And, 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 and you, would get, you could get a little nervous, but it always felt better if you weren't by yourself. You couldn't always do anything about it. You couldn't always take it away. You couldn't always change it. But if you had somebody with you, you'd always feel a little bit better. And the, and the Lord says, he, he, he says, I, I don't have to fear. I, I have no reason to fear because in the valley, you are with me. Okay, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Reverend, there's been a lot of saints that have, have not made it through this. There have been some people who have who have gone through it, who love the Lord, who have, have gone through it. They've been in the hospital for days upon days. How is it that the saints are going through it? We've got bishops and pastors that have, that have died. We've got loved ones and friends that have been sick. How is it if God is keeping us? I, I was watching a, a, a Jewish funeral the other day and they were still quoting Psalm 91. They were still saying that no plague, no... no How do you do it? Where is God? And, and, and I think we lose the really thrust of the relationship with God when we only think of God relationship as something where God has to fix it. I wish God fixed everything. I wish God would change everything. I wish we didn't have to go through some things. I wish that other people would not be so cruel as to pick up a gun and shoot into a crowd. I wish people would be kind to each other, would drive without drinking or texting. I wish the world were better. I wish people were kinder in general. I wish there were no Hitlers in the world. But the world is made up of human beings and human diseases that come into the natural order and sometimes they'll even fly airplanes into buildings but then we ask where is God I'll tell you where God is God is still there collecting the souls of the believers he doesn't take away free will he doesn't always take away the pain immediately he doesn't always stop war. Sometimes 
the role God takes is the role of presence. Sometimes God is there. Sure, looking at his creation and saying, how could you? How could you allow economic disparities to let this healthcare system get so bad? How could you? I'm sure he looks at his politicians and say, how could you not care to feed my children? How could you? But his presence is there. His love is there. And it gets demonstrated every day through you. Through first line responders. Through those who care enough about the lost, the least, the left out, and the left behind. He is here. He's giving comfort to the comfortless. He is here. He's the only peace that can surpass all understanding. He is here. He's the only one that can help dry the tears from your eyes. He's here. And yes, we may petition him. And yes, he may withhold the rain. And yes, he may decide to hold the sun in his place. And yes, he will decide to raise up many from their sick bed. But don't think that he didn't love those that died because he raised up one and said that was better than the other. No! He loved them all. Yes, Jesus cares, and he's here, and he's here, and you can still depend on God. He is here, and sometimes the greatest gift he gives us is not leaving us by being present. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. And I can live with that. I can live with that. As long as Jesus is with me, I'll go anywhere. God bless you, family. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.